Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will thrive, and you will be rewarded. It's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello and welcome to episode number 254 of the Best Linux Games Podcast Being recorded for you on this uh, early Friday morning, the 6th of September At uh, uh, 6.30 hours I make it uh, 6.30 a.m. Pacific Coast time, left coast time, coast the most And for our sequel friends, 2019 uh, 09, 06. Oh my goodness. It's already September. Isn't that fucking crazy? Crack engineer Ivor Molina has, well, we'll talk about him in our top stories, but he is etched in ethereal blood and ectoplasm, it looks like, on the booth window. Uh, whiskey. So cheers. Mm. Let's get straight to it. Hop story. Thank you for that cue, Ivor. Um, regarding Ivor last week, where we disclosed that Ivor has died, it appears that uh, he is now functioning as an ethereal, subcorporal, corporeal, pseudo-zombie phantasm version of himself. Uh, he's assembling something 
in the basement, which we do not have here at the Fortress of Darkness out in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, all I can hear are sounds of banging, some screams, small pets in agony, etc. Um, and see, the only real thing I, I notice, uh, I've noticed over the week since uh, his untimely death, and by the way, Ivor, you're fired. You're not needed here. You're dead. Um, been like the dimming, occasional dimming of the lights at night when he is, I assume that he is working on something. Um, and the, the, arcing lightning that emanates from uh, the studio uh, as I approach it from the hills. So anyway, uh, we got a lot of great feedback on last week's episode. Most of it very angry, but uh, many regardless of where you know you came down on the issue, many great points and uh, it was interesting to hear um, the, the wide variety. Uh, a lot of it was, you know, uh, not exactly... Um, supportive of my position but then again I didn't really take a position last week uh, I, I mean I did but I you know it wasn't both sides of them. I was just exploring both sides of the issue because I think that both parties are wrong uh, but I'm, I'm talking about the Ion Fuhrer episode, episode number 253 last week uh, luckily this week's episode, if last week's episode pissed you off, this week's episode is going to fucking enrage like 99% of you, I'm almost positive of it um, yeah, and I'm not doing this intentionally, it's just what happened, and we owe we owe a very, and I mean this legitimately a uh, very special thank you to Ad Knight this week uh, who popped this into, the, who popped the news item into the Discord, we'll get to that in a moment uh, but before I forget, I also have to say serious, legitimate, super special thanks to uh, BoundIntoComics.com uh, for letting us use their um, image of the O'Gay bottle from Ion uh, Fury, Ion Maiden, last week. Because, and this is something I, I don't know if I mentioned in the podcast, but I've logged a lot of hours in Ion Fury. Eight hours. That's not a lot by my standards, but that's still a lot for you know shooter. Um, and I, I know the game pretty well. I haven't beaten it, but I know the game pretty well. And I can't, fi- I couldn't find the Ogay bottle, and so I desperately wrote these guys at three o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to use this uh, from your website because they had a perfect screenshot of it. And uh, you know, if you need me to take it down, I can replace it with something else. Uh, but you know, I'll go credit you guys, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, I just heard back from them a week later that, yeah, no, it's fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, many thanks. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool of them, you know, blah. So, to, oh, by the way, our feature this week before we get to, we're still on our top stories. We have uh, three great deals for you this week, too. Uh, but our feature this week is as promised from last week, No Man's Sky, the good, the bad, the tired and the new yes <coughs> but before we get to that oh more whiskey oh thank you Ivor took me half the week to wire up the containment field device that is preventing Ivor from Slimer like transmuting himself through the glass of the booth uh, to slime me 
because uh, that <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad we I'm glad that uh, we did uh, sound soundproofing upgrades on the booth because he is slamming against that shit. Looks like a like a frost ball. It's like a big angry frost ball. Like when it slams against the glass, it just like sprays green goo everywhere. I love you too. I've already just traced a heart in his own excrement. That's his own excretions, his own <laughs> ectoplasmic void sauce. Oh, God. Okay, I will stop it. You're distracting me. So, as I mentioned, uh, Ad Night, my VR chat buddy and good friend of the show, uh, Ad Night earlier this week, hit me with a uh, a news item from Polygon. And I love Polygon. I would love to write for Polygon. Um, but this story upset me. It upset me quite a bit. And then it upset me in other ways. Like, it upset me first in, like, an initial knee-jerk reaction, then I went deeper into it, and it it upset me in the opposite way. And then, finally, I just came to, like, a, a central place of upsetness, where I was upset on both sides, again, for both reasons, but really, really uh, kind of weighing in. This, this week, I have a very definite opinion, I think, about this. So, for those of you who are not aware... The headline in Polygon was Young Developers on Starbound Say Chucklefish Exploited Their Free Work. It's a good headline. September 2nd, 2019 uh, by Colin Campbell. Good reporting, Mr. Campbell. Um, Here's the digest view of this. Starbound was in development for forever. I mean, for forever. Uh, Like, it was in development evidently like years before they kickstarted it. I'm not real clear on the timeline of this, so don't take what I'm saying for gospel, I'm just trying to kind of ballpark contextualize you know, this 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 reportage from uh, Colin Campbell Um, for those of you who might not be familiar with Starbound, so Starbound was in development for years and they kickstarted it and then uh, years after that like four years after that they, uh, there was community development you know, blah, 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 blah. Then they went into early access on Steam for a long fucking time. Years, like, I want to say, like, three years, something like that. Um, and then they released their 1.0 uh, a couple of years ago. I can't remember exactly when they went 1.0 out of early access. But the bottom line is this. There are three issues in this, and we'll re- we'll visit each of them. Um, I'll, evidently, Finn Bryce, the guy behind Chucklefish, is an asshole to work for and or with. And that, like, seems kind of, I mean, you know, just based off of this, you know, the, the, the quotes from people in this article who all seem aggrieved, but some of whom have less motive to be pissed off at Finn Bryce, you know, a lot of it, the general tone, it seems like this guy is really difficult to work for. In his defense, he does say, and before we get to the comments, he does say, um, uh, oh god, where is it? Where is it? Uh, he, he, he basically says that he regrets, you know, finding this out now and it was years ago and that he doesn't run the company 
you know, they're not reflective of the company as it is now, although he does not deny any of the behavior, which is fine to me. And here's where everyone's going to be pissed at me. So the three issues are basically this. One, they talk to a bunch of uh, teenage, well, not a bunch of, it's just only two that I can see, or a bunch of uh, younger people uh, and then there's like a general consensus that this is true. I don't know about that, but I, I will assume that it's true. Um, teenager with no game development experience, and I was taken advantage of by Finn Bryce. Uh, Reese says, who worked on Starbound for almost two years between 2012 and 2014. Uh, their job title was contributor. They were unpaid. They had no contract. Uh, she, uh, Reese, he or she goes on to say, he very consciously, he, Bryce, very consciously manipulated and exploited not only myself, but almost everyone on and around the team. Okay. Reese recalled being asked by Bryce if working for free would be a problem. This felt normal and fine and exciting because I didn't value myself or my work, said Reese. I thought that the experience and exposure I gained from working on the game would be enough compensation. That is obviously not true, but it's a very easy lie for an eager teenager to swallow. Additionally, there were already a number of other contributors, many of them teenagers like me, who weren't getting paid, end quote. Okay, there's a lot in that nugget there. There's a lot in that nugget because this this touches on many aspects of free and open source software. You know, because I mean, you remember when Canonical started pushing their, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, not egregious, offensive, offensive license. Their new version of the GPL, their Canonical GPL spinoff, where all contributions were that were subsequent immediately to the copyright, you know, blah, 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 of Canonical, and no longer the work product of any individual contributor, and blah, 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 and we take control of every bit of code that you give us, um, which, <laughs> oh, that went over well. That went over so well! <laughs> but, let's go back. Let's take this, let's break this down. Let's break this down. And no, we're not going to go on for two hours again. Oh, hopefully. I hope not. Mm. This film, okay, so first of all, let me, let me weigh in with my opinion here. It is simply this. Uh, by the way, I outlined this whole article into three issues. The first one is Finn Bryce sounds hard to work with and basically like a dick. At least back, you know, when he was doing Starbound. And two, no contracts, no job title, no pay. Fuck off. I mean, this is not anyone, I, you, you know, you volunteered. You know, you volunteered. I don't get any, but although it does sound like he was running like a volunteer contributor-based sweatshop where no one worked for anything and was incredibly opposed to the idea of paying anyone, um, you asked if you if you could work for free. Reese recalled being asked by Bryce if working... He asked you. He went out of his way to ask you. If this were like an exploitative, like intentionally monstrous exploitative sweatshop kind of thing, he wouldn't have bothered to ask you if it was okay for you to work for free. You said yes. Get fucked. I don't care if you were 12. You know, you need to... Everyone needs to look out for themselves. I mean... Let me let me give you an example why I take such a hard line on this. <clears throat> well, when I ran I 
when I ran I has the craft MC IHC MC IHC I has the craft we had I think 10 moderators it took 6 hours of training before you could become a moderator and that was only if I decided that you were moderator material and that meant like I had to have seen you at least every day for like a year on the server and I, you know I and that you had mediated other shit for other people just as a player you know blah 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 you had moderator chops and you were a good communicator you followed directions you listened to me and when you have 3,500 fucking little kids baying for your blood every fucking second of every goddamn day 24 hours 7 days a week for over 3 years trust me trust me these people are valuable I never paid a single fucking one of them 6 hour training there's a fucking hour long just how to use townie, how we use townie and there's hours of conflict resolution and there was a sub mod category where you were like a, a deputy, you were, you were a trial mod for like a month before you became a moderator um, you couldn't you know, <laughs> anyway, and when you became a moderator, you know, there, there was another rank, there were two ranks below me I was the captain which meant whatever I said goes um but the other two ranks below me were like moderator and then like assistant sysadmin where like you could get access to advanced world edit capabilities and stuff like that you know blah blah, blah so you don't wreck the server which was th- which were lessons that I learned very early on <laughs> but that's a different story altogether none of these people were paid um they did get better ranks I did listen to them more no fucking way am I paying them. They could have asked to be paid, and I would have said, I'm not paying you. You know, so, you know, you can still play here, but I'm gonna take away, if that's a problem for you, I'll, you know, I'll take away your mod status, and you know, you don't have to be a mod. Like, you know, and they, these people were invaluable to me. I mean, it's like, when you have 3,000 kids, Earlier on, it was like 2,000, 1,500, then eventually 2,000, and then obviously eventually full-blown. And that, that was probably when we had the most mo- moderators. Um, I never let anything get too far out of my own purview. Um, but just having one other person other than yourself who is fielding fucking support tickets or questions or arbitrating disasters, when, when, it, when the ratio is 1 to 1,000... That is really hard. It's a lot of typing and it is long days, long days that end in no sleep that result in more long days. And five days later, you fucking pass out on your keyboard face down. Um, when you divide that by one other person as a buffer, that's a huge contribution. Um, when you divide it by five, that is an enormous contribution. It, like, just there's like my stress level, you know, blah, 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 blah. These people didn't get paid. Um, I had people who helped me test shit. They didn't get paid. No one really did any coding for me other than myself. Um, but a lot of people did a lot of work on IHC that, that were not me. None of them got paid. Um, if you don't have an agreement to get paid, then you don't get paid. So that's where I come down 
on this. Like, I don't care if you're 12, and a lot of the people on IHC and at that time were 12. Very, very intelligent, highly sophisticated, 12, 13. We had a couple 18-year-olds. Um, they were very smart kids. Uh, so one of whom I stay in touch with to this day, who's now gone a full ride uh, to university, uh, is a track trombone and uh, starting to become a... Uh, uh, a zoologist of some sort. He's into he's into um, biology, animal biology uh, shit. He's naturalist. He's a naturalist guy. He's like John Muir, and a polyglot and a genius. But you know th- that's like you know out of literally out of. I'm not going to say 100,000 because, but four years I, I interacted with tons and tons of kids and I never once ever asked, you know, how old are you? I don't give a fuck. It's not my, it's not my job. Like if your parents are letting you play this on my server, it's not my job. It's in the rules actually for IHC. It's not my job. I don't give a fuck. You know, if you're disobeying your parents, it's not my fucking responsibility either. You know, I don't make the rules in your fucking house. I don't own your computer. I am not your mom. I'm not your dad. Your dad or your mom need to be your mom or your dad or whatever. So, fuck it. What I'm saying is, so, this whole idea of teenage contribution, quote-unquote, which makes it... it, I I, I agree. I mean, it's it's factual and accurate. Factual and accurate. Um, It is... it's, it's It's a correct reflection of what appears to be the facts as described in in this piece which I have no reason to disbelieve at all Um, but it does kind of smack of like oh teenage sweatshop kind of thing well you need to be able to stick up for yourself and if you're doing all this work and you don't have parents who take an interest in what the fuck it is that you're doing to the point where they're like hey you know what you should be getting paid for this Let let me talk to the guy or whatever then fuck you, I mean, I'm sorry, fuck you, you know, and I'm sure that th- that this this will be an evolving issue over the next 10 years if humanity is to survive, but you know, uh, the, the flip side of this coin is like, okay, so for four years, I played for drinks and tips for four fucking years uh, here in Vegas, you don't hear me complaining about working for drinks and tips. Um, it's a resume cornerstone. That's the other biggest thing about this. About what, about what I, I keep wanting to say she, but I don't know if it's a he or she or whatever. And I understand their, their, their position on this, especially once you read the whole article, it seems like, uh, you know, this guy was just a motherfucker to work with back then. Um, and then, you know, once they kickstarted it and they got like a million pre-orders or whatever, then everyone started having second thoughts but no one fucking quit the project. No one fucking said, hey, fuck you, pay me. That's gonna, that should be the name of this episode. Ivor, Ghost Ivor, get in that board. Pull that. Pull that for me. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. And unless you hit whoever it is that you work for or think you work for with, hey, fuck you, pay me, and I'll do it, you know, 
then your option is to walk. Now, is this fair to... No, it's not fair. Life isn't fucking fair. But, you know, just as like... I. That's the other thing. So this is like the ultimate resume... I disagree with... That was the thing. I disagree with this assertion at the very beginning of this piece where uh, designer Damon Reese started to work at the age of 16, worked hundreds of hours on Starbound, and wasn't paid a single cent. And evidently, this was a sentiment that was echoed by other people. Uh, there was also allegations of inappropriate behavior, but this is all in IRC and shit. So it's like, or, you know, whatever. Like, it's not like, uh, yeah, and it's a different moment now than it, you know, you, anyway, not that I would have ever fucking said anything I was not interested in the sex lives of anyone on IH on I as a craft or whatever. It's not my thing. Um the the so I just but I di- I do disagree with this fundamental assumption. I thought that the experience and exposure I gained from working on the game would be enough compensation. Well, you haven't managed to parlay this into anything that I mean I'm sorry, I'm not blaming the victim here. I'm just saying that you didn't ask for a contract, you didn't complain, you didn't get paid, you said it was okay that you didn't get paid, and you're 16, you're old enough to drive a fucking car, by the way. Um, you know, you, you know, I'm sure this experience will change you, will have changed you. I'm sure that this person now works for, con- you know, like, <laughs> you know, if there's no paycheck, I'm pretty sure they don't work. Um, and I think, the, and I find it remarkable that they could not parlay. Uh, Reese worked on Starbound for almost two years, between 2012 and 2014. So that's five years ago. Um, I find it interesting that they could not parlay. It's the ultimate resume shit. Even bigger than designing and working on your own game as a solo developer from scratch. The second and having it be a massive hit, even better than that for like a stable career for the rest of your life is having. I worked on Starbound for two years, and here's you know Finn Bryce's number. You can call him; he'll vouch for me. Um, I was a contributor. Everyone was a contributor on that game, uh, but you know we we did you know eighty percent of all the work on the game. Um, why is that? to me more valuable than even having like a solo developer credit because it shows that you know how to work with a community both like on both sides you know how to work with a team and you know how to work with a community and a team driven game in a community driven game you know how to do your job you know how you know I mean you have extensive experience two years of experience is extensive experience in this industry um you know, without having, like, a real resume, you know, like, ah, I worked on, you know, fucking Dark Souls and blah, 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 blah. Like, and the game on which you worked is a massive fucking universal hit. So, I don't know. The thing is, I get this sense that there's, like, this tone of recrimination against a boss who was a dick for not having paid them as if he was some sort of sweatshop, you know, dark overlord Trust me, you didn't have to work there. 
And you didn't work there. You worked as a contributor. You were a remote fucking, I mean, although anyone with any realistic sense of, you know, the universe understands that that's how 98% of everything gets done. It's how a lot of my work gets done. You know, not being in an office, in, in an office, not having a permanent position with a company, not even necessarily being on salary. I, I generally do work for hires. Um, but if you don't fucking get paid, then you don't get to, you don't get to complain about it and like make this guy sound like a monster. Although he does sound like a monster. And I, I think that the evidence, at least from the voices that, you know, I read here. And then I, but I thought I, I do want to, because like that was where I was until I reread for the 50th time, uh, whatever, uh, Bryce Finn said, hang on. But there was at no point where they ever sued, not when I say sued, I don't mean like sued, like legally, I mean like where they ever like went to Bryce Finn and were like, we need to get paid or I need to get paid or, you know, blah. The one guy who uh, says that he did that on behalf of, was Roe Watson, founder of Igloosoft Games and worked for Bryce as an artist between 2011 and 2014. I worked on paid for a few months, but with great difficulty I was able to negotiate a paid contract. Uh, he told Polygon. Or she, I don't know if Roe, it's a cool name, Roe Watson. R-H-O because in objective row. I'd say I was compensated very fairly, but I'm still not sure the cost was worth it. The whole experience severely disillusioned me and put me off the industry for four years. Well, guess what? It's it's a fucking industry. Watson says Chucklefish was a horrible place to work, they added. Being bullied by Bryce and subject to his cruel jokes was commonplace. I personally was a subject of one where he forced me to answer a humiliating question about being forced to sleep with a team member. That sounds hellish. You know, there is another option. It's called quitting. Quitting. You know, I, the rest of the universe has to work for a fucking living. They have to do jobs that they don't like. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that this is acceptable behavior. I'm saying that it's, you know, if this was so wise, why the fuck didn't you quit? I'm not, I'm not doubting these reports. That's the, uh, do not confuse what I'm saying here. This guy sounds like a, like he was an asshole. I, you know, he also sounds like he was a young asshole um, who didn't really know how to manage all these people or all this money. Uh, it sounded paranoid, sounded very afraid of fucking all thing up, sounded like a son of a bitch. Um, quit. It's a great answer. It's to quit. Um, but the, the that's where I am now with this story. Uh, and the reason why it matters to me, partially uh, into the show, is that I love Starbound. I'm not here to defend Starbound. Starbound is a magical game. It's even better with free user-created mods like Fracking Universe. None of those people got paid. That's the whole game for me. The game is okay without fracking universe, fracking species, fracking science, which I think are all now ro- rolled up into one mod. But it is nowhere near the game that it is with those mods. I'm saying, like, when I say nowhere near, I mean the main game becomes 20% of the play experience with those mods. 80% of it is those mods, which took years to develop by contributors by fans for free. 
Linux coding, the entire free and open source idiosphere is powered off of this idea of contribution. Because we stand on the... I'm not reading from anything here, I'm just... Because we stand on the shoulders of giants, literally, at this point, we stand on the shoulders of Stallman. I'm talking about the free and open source idiosphere itself, not just uh, the entire, you know technical and scientific evolution of mankind although we stand on those shoulders as well um we we donate our time, our efforts our code, our expertise our understanding, our bug reports, our system info our system information our logs our, you know, our screenshots our documentation our edits, our Wikipedia entries, our um, everything out of the necessity to pay it back because other people have done this for us before. Now, I am conflating, of course, the commercial commercial video game industry with free and open source software, but both this is Gabe Newell's vision will be entirely consumer and uh, community driven meaning that the consumer becomes part of the community and donates their time and effort to a project to make a new level for that project that is better than you know blah 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 thus extending the overall development life cycle of a video game so there is a direct nexus between these complaints and everything else uh, and everything else that you know is involved in the show, which is why I just could when I read this story, you know, blah. But I can't find what Finn's response was. God damn it! And I'm not really that interested in the inappropriate behavior because they don't really get into any details and whatever. I mean, if you don't have details, if they're not reported, if you're not comfortable with them or whatever, or you can't verify them, then they're not details. So it's like, there's a lot of inappropriate behavior. Guess what? I'm inappropriate at almost every fucking second of every day. Um, you know, I, I, but I'm not some sort of fucking monster. I'm not like, you know, I'm not fucking Weinstein or Jeff Epstein. I mean, that guy's a fucking, Epstein's a fucking monster. Man, I really wish that he'd gone to trial. I would have loved to have seen him spend the rest of his life in solitary confinement until he was ripping out his hair, deranged and insane to the point where he had to be sedated for the rest of his fucking life, strapped to a gurney. I mean, I try not to be sadistic with my imagined punishments for bad people because, you know, judge not lest you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And also, but Jesus Christ, that guy was a monster. And same thing with Epstein. I mean, the sheer number of fucking people's lives we run. But anyway, I, you know, hang on, hang on, hang on. Where the fuck is it? Uh. Oh, and he's, he sounds like such an asshole. Like this guy asked him to get paid and he said that, uh, Bryce, he just exploded at me after that. He launched into this foul mouth screed about how entitled I was. Oh, fuck you. And that he would just do the music himself because I was probably bad at my job anyway. I was definitely suspicious of her. Definitely suspicious that for a few of the workers were on any kind of contract for revenue share or deferred payment, Powell told Polygon in an interview. It was all just taking the charisma of the guys in charge on their word. Well, fuck you, paint. Can we hear that again? Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. 
and I say this as one who has open sourced um, a lot of my coding, um, although. Well, like, I mean, Radio Control Room is open source. It's free and open source. You can fucking download it. It's It's got a GPL where you can fucking, you have complete rights. You just have to credit me with any of you, you know, anything you modify. That's it. Um, fuck you, pay me. Uh, you know, that's not the way that I approach the free and open sourcing. And this was not, but this was your contributor. You weren't, you didn't go in for, you didn't submit a resume. You didn't ask for, you know, you didn't do a checkup to see if they had noticed your resume. You didn't have an interview. You weren't given a job. You were made a contributor. Um, you know, I'm sorry. And then at no point, at what, I mean, two years is a long time. At what point do you, here's his response. And we'll close with this. I mean, and you know, I, I feel bad for everybody and not, not for both sides on this. I think that this guy sounded like he was an asshole. So, I mean, we'll see going forward if he atones for it. But the, I mean, he made a magical game evidently on the backs of a lot of people who can, I'm trying to make a fucking game here, you know, and it's been fucking six years. You know, if you don't, uh, you know, I, I got a lot. I got a lot of fucking people I have to talk to. At no point in this article does anyone say "fuck you, pay me," is what I'm trying to say. And unless you say "fuck you, pay me," you don't get to come back five years later and say, "I never got paid for this," and blah. And I was 16. If you can drive a car, by the way, you are not child labor. I'm. I'm just saying, if you can drive a car, you're not child labor. Most states, at least in the United States, I think that's true. But at least in my own head, if you can drive a car, you're not child labor. Um, but here was what this guy who evidently the the head honcho behind uh, Chucklefish, uh, Finn Bryce, uh, told Polygon this, they asked, they, they did a formal request for a comment um, uh, he's responding specifically to allegations of inappropriate behavior. Bryce told Polygon these allegations come from, quote, these allegations come from a number of years ago and do not reflect who I am now. That's cold comfort, but it's an elegant way of saying, yeah, I was an asshole, but fuck, none of it was criminal, and I am not this way, I'm not that way now. I'm a fucking grown-up. I would like to apologize if my words or actions have ever caused any hurt or distress. I mean, you'd be surprised how easy it is to cause hurt and distress with people. Fucking stupid end user caused hurt and distress with me by ruining my fucking birthday and then fucking ghost haunting me for fucking weeks. Then I finally banned him and he's gone, so that's good. Uh, When, you know, on my birthday, he wanted to torture me with the fucking details of something in the middle of a live stream of an action game. And I was like, ah, whatever, you're lying, fuck off. And then he fucking flipped out. It's difficult when you have to deal one-to-one with dozens and dozens of people, and you know, you know, but anyway, I'm conflating many things now, but anyway, so he goes on. For a number of years ago, did not reflect who I am now. I, you know, and he also says, I, I like to apologize if my words or actions have ever caused any hurt or distress, as that was not my intention. That's, that's weak sauce, but the first part of it, prior to the last comma, as that was not my intention, um, are great. I pride myself on running an exclusive, an inclusive and progressive company and continue my commitment to having equality and fairness as a cornerstone of Chucklefish. And that's where I think this ends. But 
especially for our younger listeners, because I know that we have a lot of younger listeners who, you know, like when I was coming up, you know, I did the Scooby Script Suite for Counter Strike. I mean, that wasn't part of Counter Strike. Counter Strike that was a thing that like I made available for Counter Strike. That was before I I I was. Uh, I wasn't before I was using Linux, but that was before I was using Linux as my daily driver and exclusively. But um, you have to be aware of this. You have to be willing. Especially, you know, like, I mean, it's great to get your foot in the door as, like, an unpaid contributor. But, like, when I wrote for the paper and shit, I started out as, you know, just a contributor. And guess what? I got a paycheck. You know, you sign, you fucking fill out a fucking tax form, you get a paycheck. Um, when you feel like you're being exploited, hit up your boss and say, what do you say, Ivor? Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. (laughs) That's right. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Ghost Ivor. Ghost Ivor is actually better and more Johnny on the spot than real Ivor. You're still fired, Ivor. Well, okay, again, we've run out of time. I really want to... We need, we need like, the 30 minutes of the bulk of the show to do, like, the No Man's Sky thing, and we're coming up to where I have to get out of town for a weekend. So, um... Which is, I'll be pre-recording an episode for that weekend, and it'll be a review. Um, so, well, I guess it'll have to be bumped again till next weekend. But that means we can use the deals music again. So, Ivor, Ghost Ivor, cue the deals. First off, this weekend it is the uh, Bandai Namco Publisher Weekend, fifth through the ninth. It runs through the fifth to the 9th of September um, and there are three deals that like really just jump out at you there's a lot of fucking crazy weird anime Dragon Ball Z uh, style bullshit that they have um, on sale there but I don't know that much of it runs on Linux I do know that the Dragon Ball Z some of the Dragon Ball Z games uh, run on Linux uh, but I, I haven't played the one that the one that I got to run uh, extensively so I, I'm not the person to talk to about that but if you're really into that be sure to check out our friends at protondb.com before purchasing you know your blah but this is a big sale there's a lot of really good games in this sale so here are three that we thought were particularly we meaning us meaning we yeah me Ivor and the rest of the uh, best links games podcast team um First off, uh, we have Soul Calibur uh, 6. Soul Calibur 6, which runs fantastically on Linux. Uh, multiplayer works now. Fine. You can play it online. You can play it locally. You can play it up your ass, up your butt with a coconut. One of the best character creation editors of any fighting game ever. Uh, just cosmetically, absolutely one of the best. Uh, probably the best character ca- character creation editor for any fighting game ever was probably Virtual Fighter 4 I want to say the one where uh, you could uh, artific- you could train uh, your AI uh, character after cloning your custom character into the AI kind of thing and then make them fight and then watch the replays and highlight what they did and what they did wrong that was probably the best character creation editor ever in a fighting video game but 
at least the one that leaps most readily to my mind. But the cosmetic effects, just ask Foley Lockers, who made Tux the Penguin for Soul Calibur 6. Uh, Soul Calibur 6, right now, all of these are now through the 9th, uh, is. Oh shit, I can't read my own. Ivor, god damn it, Ghost Ivor has fucked this up. He's registered his displeasure. Oh, he's coming into the ring. He's got a chair. No, uh, he's registered his pleasure, obviously, by using his ectoplasmic finger of death to scramble my notes. Uh, Soul Calibur 6 is now 60% off at $20.33. I'm not entirely sure that's reliable, but $20 and some odd number of cents now through September 9th. And it is a fantastic fighting game. It might be the best Soul Calibur that they've ever made. Oh, with the exception of the first one for the Dreamcast, because that one had uh, all of those cool arena effects and had that whole arena mode. And then the one that, the one for the Xbox 360, or was it the X-Bone, also kind of had those but they weren't as good as the ones on the Dreamcast. Anyway, it is a fantastic game. It's great single player and multiplayer. If you long lusted after Soul Calibur 6, and you should because the soul still burns. Remember, as Jokemon Joe Kendall says, the second stage of history is much more challenging than the first. Now it's time to get it. 60% off, $20.33. Uh, next, another great fighting game, Tekken 7. Jokemon, entitled close to Jokemon in my own heart, actually. Uh, also, weirdly enough, uh, Tekken 7, which if you like non-weapons-based uh, fighting games, and if you like the Tekken franchise at all, Tekken 7 is by far the most beautiful of all of the Tekken games, and I would say, of the more modern ones, is by far the best. Uh, like, it stops at Tekken 3. Tekken 3 was probably my favorite. Tekken 4 was okay. Tekken 5, I don't remember. Tekken 6, I also don't remember. But Tekken 7, I will long remember. Tekken 7 is a fantastic game. Also with uh, totally functional multiplayer support on Linux. Um, Tekken 7, now through September 9th, is 50% off at $19.99. And that is a hell of a fucking deal. Blind Eddie Gordo. Well, Eddie Gordo. I call him Blind Eddie Gordo because it's funnier. But Eddie Gordo is back doing his capoeira, capoeirista bullshit, uh, demonstrating his capoeirista skills, I said. Mm. They have the robotic butterfly with the mechanized chainsaw, who is just absolutely amazing to play as. Uh, they have the ballerina, whose speed and quickness of combos are just ridiculous. Um, I, I, you know, it's a mind-boggling, mind-boggling array of characters and mechanics that really make Tekken 7, which everyone has seen me get my ass, my, 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 people have made me wipe my own ass with my own face on the live stream for Tekken 7. Um, if you've been looking for a fighting game to get into, either Soul Calibur 6 or Tekken 7, both hovering around the $20 mark and both at 50 to 60% off, holy shit. Like, it does not get better than those two fighting games. I, you know, you could, if you're um, a Street Fighter fan, then just fucking play one of the Street Fighters on MAME. But if you want to play a modern fucking, you know, super ultra next generation fighter that's modern and stuff, we haven't, we still haven't gone to our review of goddamn Mortal Kombat 10, fuck's sake, which now runs great on Linux. Don't worry, you'll 
The, the week that we're away, the weekend that we're away, it's going to be a hell of a weekend for this podcast. Trust me, I'm going to set up set up us the bomb. I'm going to walk away. It's going to explode like uh, the Equalizer explosion from the first Equalizer with Denzel Washington, um, which is the remake of the TV show, The Equalizer, where he was a British guy, I think. But anyway, our third deal, <laughs> and before we get the fuck out of here, uh, Dark Souls 3. A game that runs great on Linux, I can verify that, um, but which I have not played because I never got to really beat Dark Souls 1, which I played on the... I think I played it on the Xbox 360, um, and I got like kind of maybe a quarter of the way through it. It was really hard. I liked it a lot, um, but I don't have an Xbox, and I think uh, I never got to play Dark Souls 2 at all because it had spotty Linux support, but I just checked ProtonDB, and Dark Souls... Dark Souls Prepare to Die Edition is now ranked as gold. Dark Souls 2 is gold, as is Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin, etc., etc., etc. But kind of like uh, Jeff Diffie Wise, friend of the show Jeff Diffie Wise's experience with uh, um, the Witcher franchise, which I recommend, that he skip the first game and just go straight to the second because the second was less buggy. He doesn't run Linux, but... Dark, uh, but the first Witcher game has aged poorly. I, I'm afraid that might be the same with any of the other Dark Souls. Anyway, it does not matter. I never really played Dark Souls 3 other than as just like a technical test. It was very cool. Uh, lots of people I know really enjoyed that game. And, it, uh, and now it looks like I might have to go back and see if uh, I have a license or a key for Dark Souls or Dark Souls 2 because one of these has got to be like remastered or something. But the point is, Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls 3, uh, is currently one of the cheapest games on this list at, uh, I shut my iPad, uh, Dark Souls 3, 75% off at $14.99, so, and that game just came out, like, last year, for Christ's sake, um, and I had no problems running it, I didn't, it didn't require anything for me to run it, I don't think. So, yeah, the most recent reviews have been Platinum four weeks ago, three days ago. Yeah, so there you go. Those are our deals. And uh, that is our show for this week. I also want to say, man, this is like the episode of a trillion thank yous. Um, Well, not a thank you, actually, per se, but uh, a hearty congratulations to Blaster PR. who finally has a Linux rig back up and running. Uh, he, he posted a heartwarming video of his badass machine on uh, the Discord channel, which you can join as well. Check us out on Discord. Check us out on Twitch. We're always live streaming. Uh, next week, I promise, I swear to God, we have to talk about No Man's Sky and how amazing it is in VR and how amazing it is outside of VR. What it what Next week will be, come hell or high water, no Man's Sky posts the update. The good, the bad, the tired, and the new. I just found an amazing planet, the likes of which I've never seen uh, before this 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 morning, j- just this morning. Um, I have tons of shit to talk about in terms of the No Man's Sky update, which is basically an entirely different game. It's not entirely different. I would say it's about 40% different a game than it was before. It's not so much different in that it completely changes um, the priorities or any of the 
gameplay necessarily, it does change the context in which those things matter. And so, we'll get into it all next week. I promise. I give you my word. If, if I don't, if I don't deliver my word, well, you can tell me this. Now you listen, now you listen, for you're going to be a meek little housewife with horn-rimmed spectacles, and you're going to stay away from men and juke joints and booze and pinball machines, and you're going to wear a skirt and low-heeled shoes, and you're going to wear a girdle, and especially a girdle. And of course, as ever, Ivor is pounding again on the glass. He... Play my clip. Alright, well... I'll play your clip, Ivor. Last time that I'll, Ivor ever spoke on the show. It was so sad to only have known him for such a brief time. I'll catch you next week. Here's, here's Ivor's last words. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go, yaddy yaddy yo, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop 3. Yada, yada, Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. This is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.